Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Today's cryptid is one that looks just like you and me. Another version of someone you know very well. One that even an American president has encountered. We are talking about the doppelganger. There is no Weird Club segment today, just me. Let's dive in. The word doppelganger literally translates to double walker in German. It is also referred to as a biologically unrelated lookalike or a double of a living person. The first paranormal connection came in 1848 when Catherine Crow's book titled The Night Side of Nature came out. The book was about paranormal phenomena and this evil twin concept was mentioned. But the general concept of Double spirits and alter egos has been seen in folklore, myths, religious concepts, and traditions of many cultures throughout human history. There's also a Norse myth called Vardiger. It was described as a ghostly double who is seen performing the person's actions in advance. But this cryptid has been seen in ancient Egypt, Greek, and even in Finnish mythology. Now, in terms of describing this cryptid, each one looks different, obviously. That is what makes them so terrifying. But there is at least one difference that you can see. They don't cast shadows, nor do they show up in mirrors or water. A non-physical difference is their psychic abilities. Some witnesses have claimed they can put thoughts inside your head. Many famous historical figures have actually claimed to have seen figures that look just like them. For example, Queen Elizabeth claimed to have seen a corpse-like figure of herself lying in her own bed. There was another famous woman in history who saw her own doppelganger. Catherine the Great of Russia reigned from 1762 to 1796. One night, Catherine was in her bedchambers when some of her servants came in and were pale in the face. They told her that they had just seen her entering the throne room. Catherine stormed into the room to see herself sitting on her throne, just sitting there, very calmly. Catherine ordered her guards to fire upon whomever was taking her throne, but the bullets didn't seem to do a thing. Almost immediately after, Catherine suffered a stroke. She slipped into a coma, and the next night, she died. There are many different sightings we are about to talk about, and I think you'll get a better understanding of what this cryptid can do once you have heard all of the different stories. In 1860, author Robert Dale Owens wrote, Foot Falls on the Boundary of Another World, a book that told the tale of Emily Sage. Sage started teaching at the age of 16. She was very well liked and respected, but she was let go from her jobs over and over again. The reason is because people were frightened 
of the doppelganger that came with her. It is unclear when it started, but by the time the book talked about it, she was 31. These next accounts all took place at her last known job in Latvia at an all-girls school, the Pensionet von Nuik. Around 1845-1846, Sage was on her 19th job and the sightings began a few weeks into her teaching there. It started just as seeing her in different places, like a student would say they saw her in the library, but another said she was in the garden. It quickly grew. One day, while teaching a group of 13 girls, Sage was by the blackboard writing when all of a sudden another her started to materialize right next to her. The girls claimed the twin was moving in the exact same way as the real Sajay, just without chalk in her hand. When asked about what they saw, all of the girls had the same story. In this case, it was doing the same thing as Sajay, but that wasn't always true. Sometimes, when Sajay stood from a chair, her doppelganger would be seen still sitting. Another time, while at dinner, the girls watched the doppelganger standing behind her, mimicking her eating emotions just without food or utensils. Another time, Sajay was sick in bed while a student read to her. She all of a sudden became pale, and then she saw a doppelganger walking around the room. But then, one day, all 42 students would see this phenomenon. While the girls were working on an embroidery, the students saw Sajay collecting flowers in the garden. When their other teacher left the room, the girls suddenly saw Sajay sitting in the same chair their teacher had just stood from. They looked outside to still see her outside. Then, two of the girls walked up to try and touch it. One walked through a portion of her, and the other said it was very soft to the touch, like fabric. Later, they asked Sajay if she noticed anything weird that day. She said she did look up to see the chair was empty and became worried that the girls would get in trouble unsupervised. After this, she was let go, due to enrollment rates dropping. Then it seems that Sajay moved in with her sister-in-law in the area and began to tutor her children. Sajay's doppelganger seemed to always be with her, and she was aware of it. Every time it was around her, she would look drained and lethargic. She would grow pale, and her movement would become much more static. Now, in terms of legitimacy, there is no record of an Emily Sage. However, there was an Octavi Sage born around the same time and area that Sage was believed to be. Now, Sage and Sage, although spelled differently, were interchangeable spellings of the name. Some rumors were that she was an illegitimate child and so tried to hide her identity. But furthermore, there is no trace of employment records nor a death certificate either. But another case of a doppelganger came from someone whose nickname was Honest Abe. November 9th, 1864. Lincoln sat down to rest in front of a mirror, but as he looked at himself in the mirror, he could see a second image materializing, but this one was pale and deathly. He told his wife, Mary Todd, and she immediately knew it was a sign. She said it meant he would be elected a second term, but he would not live to see the end of it. This wasn't the first time Lincoln thought about this. 
He apparently had a dream once, where he was walking around the White House, hearing sounds of crying. He eventually got to a room where he could see a body covered with people mourning nearby. He asked a soldier whose body was under the cover. The soldier replied, an assassin murdered the president. And as we know, that is exactly what happened. Now, you may say that this one is a little far-fetched, and I agree. I mean, I don't see how Mary Todd was able to make that conclusion. However, it definitely can't be good to see a ghostly version of yourself. But this certainly wasn't the last time this would happen. In 1612, an English metaphysical poet named John Donne was enjoying a night out with friends in Paris, but all of a sudden Donne looked perplexed and pale. When his friend asked what was wrong, he said, I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room, with her hair hanging around her shoulders, a dead child in her arms. This I have seen since I saw you. He went to say, at her second appearing, she stopped, looked me in the face, and vanished. That same night, his wife went into labor, but unfortunately, it was to the stillbirth of their daughter. Here we have another case where this cryptid was seen as a symbol, or maybe even a harbinger of death. Now, this was far from the last time this situation would happen. About 200 years later, another death would be tied to a doppelganger. June 23rd, 1822. Percy Baishi Shelley, the English poet, had a nightmare. In it, his house collapsed in a flood. This came about a week after his wife, Mary Shelley, had a miscarriage. But while he was talking about his nightmare to his wife, he revealed that he had seen the figure of himself out on the terrace. The figure said, how long do you mean to be content? But then Shelley went on to say that this wasn't the first time he had seen himself before. He often saw himself when he was ill, but another woman had witnessed this activity as well. A woman named Mrs. Jane Williams, was with Shelley when he was ill once and claimed to have seen the moment on the terrace. She saw Shelley pass by the window wearing a jacket that he commonly wore, but then he passed again. The strangest part is that from where he entered and exited, there is no way to get back except over a wall 20 feet from the ground. She was terrified that Shelley had leaped over the wall until she realized that Shelley had never been on the terrace and was far off at the time she saw him, meaning that whatever she saw wasn't the real Shelley. July 8th, 1822, Percy Baishi Shelley drowned in the Bay of Spiezia near Larecci in Italy. Just to be clear, yes, that is Mary Shelley, as in the Frankenstein author. But yet again, we have another doppelganger showing up right before a death. The question is, are they causing the death or just a warning of it? There are many different theories on this that we will talk about. And the good news is there are more sightings that actually give us a lot of insight on the different complex layers of this cryptid. There was another sighting reported from 1833. Johann Wolfgang von Goth wrote about his experience in his autobiography translated to Poetry and Truth. 
In it, he wrote, I saw not with the eyes of the body, but with those of the mind, my own figure coming toward me on horseback and on the same road, attired in a dress which I had never worn. It was pick gray with somewhat of gold. As soon as I shook myself out of the dream, the figure had entirely disappeared. It is strange, however, that eight years afterward, I found myself on that very road to pay one more visit to Frederica in the dress of which I had dreamed, and which I wore not from choice, but by accident. However, it may be with matters of this kind generally, this strange illusion in some measure claimed me at that moment of parting. The most interesting part about this is that it's not like any of the other sightings we've seen. Goth saw this as a reassuring positive experience. This brings up a theory that maybe doppelgangers are from a different timeline or multiverse, almost like a glitch in the Matrix. Now, that could be a whole episode in itself, but this sighting could suggest that it is possible to see yourself in the future, maybe through some kind of time loop or wormhole. However, this doesn't explain every sighting we've talked about. Only this one so far. June 22nd, 1893, Eaton Square, London. Vice Admiral Sir George Tyron walked right through the drawing room of his home. He was described as looking straight ahead without exchanging a word to anyone. He was witnessed by his wife along with several guests at the party. The thing is, Tyrone wasn't supposed to be there. He was on a ship in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of Syria, on the HMS Victoria. It was later discovered that on that same night, his ship had gone down after a collision with another ship, the HMS Camperdown. What's even more strange is that the collision happened because of an unexplained and bizarre order to turn the ship in the direction of the other vessel. Now, this is an interesting sighting since the doppelganger wasn't actually seen with their human but I don't think this could be classified as a warning since it seemed like it was looking for Tyrone. Which then begs the question, was it looking to take over his life, testing how easy it would be to just put himself in the place of the real Tyrone? Either way, this is yet another case of a doppelganger being linked to death. But all these sightings were from early in history, so let's discuss some more recent ones. Professor Christopher French is an anomalistic psychologist at Goldsmiths University of London. He is a leading specialist in the field. He talks about an incident from 1994 that he studied. A 21-year-old man from Sweden came home one night to find another him lying in his bed. Now, it should be noted that the man was drinking that night, and he had just stopped taking medication that was prescribed to treat his seizures. But, back to that night... He started to scream at this figure to get up, but it wouldn't. And then, all of a sudden, the two switched places. The man explained that now he was lying in the bed, being yelled at. But he was unable to move. And then they switched again, and again, and again, until he couldn't take it anymore. He went to his fourth-story window and jumped. He explained he was trying to find a match between body and self. When he was brought to the hospital, it was found that the man had a tumor on his left temporal lobe, and once it was removed, the seizures and hallucinations never occurred again. 
So was this just a hallucination brought on by a tumor, or was this some sort of unknown apparition coming to warn the man about his life-threatening tumor? Had he not gone into the hospital that night, he may have never learned about the tumor until it was too late. I would say we can classify this as another positive sighting, a sighting that led to something good happening. But that wasn't always the case, because about nine years later, another sighting would occur that was far from positive. 2003, Oviedo, Florida, near Orlando. Tana Leggett, her sister Jordan, and her mom, Kim, would experience something that would change their lives forever. One morning, the girls were fighting over Tana's hairbrush. Tana was mad because Jordan took it from her room, but it was time for school, so they left by eight. After the girls left, Kim was alone watching TV when all of a sudden, Tana came out of the bathroom, wrapped in a towel and a towel on her head, as if she just got out of the shower. Kim got up to tell her that she was already late for school and she better hurry up, but when Kim got to Tana's room, she wasn't there. Later that day, Kim confronted Tana, but Tana kept saying she was already at school. Jordan even came up to say that she was on the bus with her. There was no call about missing classes either, so she really was at school. That night, Jordan was about to fall asleep when Tana appeared in the doorway and walked into the room. Jordan could feel something was wrong. Hair was covering her face, and she couldn't see her eyes. Then Tana turned and walked away, but in an odd way, like something was off. The next day, the girls got into a fight about it because Tana kept saying she wasn't there and she didn't do it. Kim was shocked because now she knows something is going on. Jordan did some research and found the term doppelganger and was intrigued, but things seemed to die down. Tana moved out to go to college and everyone thought it was done. But one afternoon, while Kim was sitting on the couch, the front door bursts open and Tana comes charging through. Kim was terrified and asked what was wrong. That is when she noticed. It was almost like Tana was moving too fast and looked slightly off. Then this being said, Tana, and walked right by Kim, and then just disappeared. She didn't leave through the door, but just vanished. The real Tana was working at a pizza restaurant in a managerial position. She was the only one there early in the morning to prepare for the day. She said that she was performing her usual tasks, when she could feel something was off. She felt like she wasn't alone anymore. That's when she saw it, wearing exactly what she was wearing, walking through the kitchen. Tana fled the building, making sure not to catch eyes with the creature. She said she's still scared that it will find her again, especially with how close it got the last time. This story was featured on an episode of Monsters and Mysteries in America, and I gotta say, the reenactments were pretty crazy. However, my one qualm is that the actors kept saying Tana, whereas the real people said Tana. But that is just my day job creeping in. Anyways, this story goes back to the belief of the doppelganger coming to kill their human form. We don't know any more about Tana, so I hope she's doing well and that the doppelganger didn't get her. And of course... We had to find some Reddit stories. This first story comes from the user Boss's Wife, and it was posted about three years ago. 
My husband saw my doppelganger in our hallway last night. We live in an old farmhouse, and we have had many paranormal and unexplained spirits, noises, etc. We have had paranormal investigators to our house, and we are waiting on the report. Last night, I was in the bathtub. My husband came in the bathroom to wash his hands and went back out to do laundry. He was in the laundry room and looked through the kitchen and saw what he thought was me in the hallway, buck naked. He called my name and said she turned her face toward him and gave him a look like she didn't know who he was. Then she walked a step behind a column and our son came out from the same column from the opposite way. Our son asked who my husband was talking to and said that he didn't see me. My husband came into the bathroom where I was still in the tub. He made me swear that I hadn't left. He was very freaked out and he made us follow him from room to room the rest of the night and announce ourselves if we came into a room where he was. He had spoken to a medium a few months ago. She was coming Saturday to bless us and our home. She said she would try to see what spirits are there and try to release them. She also told me before to place black salt around our doorways and the four corners of our home. This story does match up with some others, but this time we get a much clearer connection to the supernatural world. The interesting part is that the writer has stated that they are no stranger to the paranormal and have had activity before. Maybe this isn't really a doppelganger case, and something different. Or maybe doppelgangers are really just dark spirits copying our image. But there is another story from Reddit. It was posted about eight years ago by Shuby Kins. About three years ago, my husband and I bought a house. There's three spirits here. An older man, I think he's the one who built the house. An older woman, I think she's his wife. And a younger man, I'm not sure how he relates. They're easy to live with, however. I've had two experiences in the house where I've seen what I thought were family members, but were actually not and I'm wondering if anyone has any ideas on what they are. The first one was my husband. I turned into the hallway and saw him there, walking away from me and towards the bedroom at the opposite end. I called to him, but he didn't respond, and as soon as he entered the bedroom, he turned to the left. There's just a wall there, not even any windows. I followed him into the bedroom, but there was no one there. My husband had been upstairs the entire time, the second time was my dad. He was unloading some things from his truck and was going to bring them to the back door, which opens into the kitchen. I was in the kitchen and heard a noise at the door. Through the window in the door, I saw my dad bending over and as though he was bending down to untie his shoes. I ran to the door and opened it, but there was no one there. My dad was still at his truck. Both times it's been a family member. Both times I haven't seen their face. Neither event felt wrong in any way, or sinister. The movements that these figures made were exactly the movements my dad or husband would have made. This story is definitely crazier. The user saw not one, but two. But these sightings were benign, almost. So maybe this one leans more towards a sort of time loop. However, since they specifically said they didn't see their face, maybe it saved them from seeing the real evil. 
A paranormal investigator named Lee Roberts explains how people's perceptions on the paranormal have become much more rational than before. He said, paranormal investigators take on a more scientific view these days. We're more focused on looking at the idea of different dimensions and time phases that operate at the same time. Roberts believes that there is more than one version of everyone living in the same time, but in a different or alternate reality. When Roberts was asked about the doppelgangers, he said that he believes it is caused by people suddenly gaining the ability to tap into another time phase to view alternative versions of themselves or other people. Along this same line of logic, there is another theory that suggests you can will yourself to move through this vortex. It is known as astral projection. Now, that again could be a whole episode in itself, but the basic understanding of it is that you can get into a state between sleep and awake where your spirit or soul can leave your body. This could explain why people have seen their doppelgangers. However, they would most likely be aware that they were astral projecting. Now, there has been a resurgence of doppelgangers in the past three years. Because social media has become so popular, people have access to seeing complete strangers from all around the world. There have been many reports of people finding their twin stranger. The twin strangers effect became popular on social media outlets like TikTok and Reddit. People would post pictures of themselves and ask for help finding their twins. There were even websites built with facial recognition software in an attempt to match them with other users with the same similar appearances. And a lot of people have claimed to have found their doppelgangers. However, it clearly isn't the terrifying ones we've been talking about. But this does bring up an interesting tale from over 100 years ago. May 1st, 1903, a man named Will West was being processed at the United States Penitentiary at Leavenworth. West went through the standard procedure. A mugshot was taken and a physical description was taken, but when the clerk went to file them, they found something odd. There was a record under the name William West with a previous murder conviction. The interesting thing is it matched the physical description to the digit. But when the clerk asked West standing in front of them about this, West denied that he was that man. Then they pulled out the photo of William West. Will West was standing in front of them, said, that's my picture, but I don't know where you got it, for I know I have never been here before. This meant that William West was already imprisoned at Leavenworth. So then who were they staring at? After a lot of confusion, the fingerprints of Will West and William West were compared. The patterns bore no resemblance. Now, this was when the prison system implemented fingerprinting as standard practice, because this case became so popular, there were a lot of theories that included prison records later being found that had information that stated the two were family members and thus were probably related. Another report from another inmate said he knew William and Will West in their home territory before prison and that they were twin brothers, but this was never confirmed. The picture and fingerprints are on Instagram and the pair definitely look eerily similar. 
doppelgangers have been featured in many famous movies, television shows, books, and even video games. Probably the most famous mention of them is in Jordan Peele's horror film, Us. It premiered in 2019, and the story follows the Wilson family, who are attacked by themselves. In the movie, they are called The Tethered, and it is a fantastic film, so I highly recommend it. Let's talk about some possible explanations. First and foremost, as we have seen with the West lookalikes, some people just look extremely similar to others. It is believed that due to the complexity of genetics, there can be roughly 10 people who look exactly like you on the planet, given the current population of 8 billion. It is also stated that about 10% of people will likely meet one of their twins at some point during their life. This effect actually is seen most commonly in false identification in criminal cases. Another theory is that these people are experiencing utoscopy. It's a term used in the neurologic and psychiatric world for having a hallucination where one is seeing one's own body at a distance. It has been linked to schizophrenia and epilepsy. Now, you may be asking yourself, but how common are those two conditions to have this many accounts? Well, Schizophrenia is less common, affecting about 1 out of 300 people. However, epilepsy is more common with about 1 out of 26 people. So maybe this all could be symptoms of unknown medical conditions. Professor French from before has a theory that it is actually all caused by stress. He said that since it is usually reported in people between 20 to 40 who are healthy in body and mind, it is likely caused by stress. French says between being broke, dealing with difficult relationships, and trying to work our way up the career ladder, it's one of the most stressful periods in people's lives. I have a hard time with this cryptid. I am definitely very fascinated with them, but there are so many different possibilities on what they really could be. On one hand, I agree that it is highly possible they are evil spirits pretending to be us for whatever reason. But then I also see the possibility of a time loop or glitch in the matrix. At this point, I don't think there's enough evidence to make a conclusion. I just hope mine isn't trying to kill me. So, what do you think? Are doppelgangers really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One month from today, I will be covering a cryptid that has been seen in many places, but always with the same description. Half man, half goat. The Goat Man. See you next month. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.